A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At that time, Jesus exclaimed, I give praise to you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for although you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned, you have revealed them to little ones. Yes, Father, such has been your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wishes to reveal him. Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for yourselves, for my yoke is easy and my burden light. The Gospel of the Lord. Last Sunday, in the final series of commands to the Twelve Apostles in chapter 10, Jesus mentioned, for the first time, putting wood on your shoulder. Whoever does not take up the cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Now, in chapter 11, Matthew is giving us an assessment of Jesus' own ministry. John the Baptist, who is in prison, has sent a messenger asking Jesus, Are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? The cities of Chorazan and Bethsaida have rejected Jesus, and Capernaum was not very friendly. Jesus' mission was not meeting much success. He was not what people expected. The people have not responded to his teaching. In response to these challenges, Jesus is moved to praise and bless the Father. You have hidden these things from the wise and the learned and have revealed them to little ones. Jesus is recognizing that most people are not going to understand him. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law who are resisting him are locked into an understanding that the kingdom can only break in by means of violence and force. Jesus comes in the way announced by the prophet Zechariah. See, your king shall come to you meek and riding on an ass. Jesus literally acts out the words of the prophet Zechariah on Palm Sunday when he enters Jerusalem riding on a donkey. To our ears, meek sounds an awful lot like weak. A conquering Messiah, like a conquering warrior, would have entered the city riding a white stallion. But Jesus is not taking the city by force. Those who only understand a certain kind of power cannot understand what Jesus is doing. His mission can only be understood by the childlike. Father Ron Rollheiser invites us to imagine four persons in a room. A powerful dictator who rules a country. A gifted athlete at the peak of his physical prowess. A rock star whose music and charisma can fill a stadium, 
And finally, in the same room, a newborn baby lying in its crib. Which of these is ultimately the most powerful? The irony is that the baby ultimately wields the greatest power. The athlete could crush it, the dictator could kill it, and the rock star could outglow it in sheer dynamism. But the baby has a different kind of power. Its innocent, wordless presence without physical strength can transform a room and a heart in a way that guns, muscle, and charisma cannot. We watch our language and actions around a baby. The powerlessness of a baby touches us at a deeper moral place. Jesus' real power was rooted in a certain vulnerability, like the powerlessness of a child. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wishes to reveal him. Jesus is showing us something of the essence of God. Meekness is a strength that is characteristic of God's own self. Because all power belongs to God, God can only enter our lives in meekness, deliberately setting aside all pretensions of power. If God did not do this, God would overwhelm us. Come to me. All you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart. The word religion may come from the Latin religare, which means to tie fast or to bind. As Bob Dylan sang, you're going to have to serve somebody. It may be the devil or it may be the Lord, but you're going to have to serve somebody. Whether religion or empire, culture, we are under the rule of law. Notice Jesus doesn't offer to take away all burdens. He offers to replace the heavy burden of this world with the lighter burden of living his life of loving service. This is the opposite of some of the religious leaders of Jesus' day, as we hear in Matthew 23, verse 4. They tie up heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on the shoulders of others, but they themselves are unwilling to lift a finger to move them. If we accept Jesus' invitation to take his yoke upon us and bind ourselves to him, Jesus promises that he will bind himself to us. I've got the other side. I'll help you carry your burden. You will find rest for yourselves, for my yoke is easy and my burden light. It is only with the heart that one sees rightly, the little prince said to the fox. What is essential is invisible to the eye. Antoine de Saint-Exupéry may have been quoting Blaise Pascal, who wrote three centuries earlier, The heart has its reasons which reason does not know. Bound together in love, we go forward 
seeing the world through the eyes of Jesus. Two things in life go hand in hand, love and suffering. We cannot love without experiencing some pain. Susan Palo Sherwin reflects on suffering. We might think that suffering means misery, the bearing down upon us of pain, the crushing weight of tragedy. But suffering, if we look closely at the word itself, means to bear up under. To bear up under. Suffering is not what happens to us, but how we react to what happens to us. There's an aspect of ascension to suffering. It means not to be crushed. There's an aspect of resurrection to suffering. It means not to be defeated. There's an aspect of eternity to suffering. It means not to be destroyed, but to bear up under, to bear up under. It is, as St. Paul said so mysteriously, when I am weak, then I am strong.' 